I'm shook. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Holly Shook Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm here today, as always, with the wonderful, amazing, across the country, Armin. How are you? I'm doing great, Rye. How are you? Oh, doing so well. It's been an amazing week, and in our personal lives, it's been an amazing week, and also in celebrity lives. You ha- you've had a huge week, Rye, by the way. I have to say congratulations. The listeners may not know this um, if they don't follow you on Twitter, but you just premiered your show that you wrote, and uh, I'm really proud of you, Rye. Thank you. I did write my own, write and perform in my own sketch comedy show that was on Wednesday. Sold out audience. We're sold out again next week. So if you're in Chicago and you want to come see it, too fucking bad. You slept on tickets and now there's none left. Um, yeah, so I'm famous on the small stages of Chicago. Armin's famous on E, if you guys are E, e fans. Um, Armin had a huge cameo on Revenge Body with Khloe Kardashian this week. Um, you may remember him as the guy who ordered fries for the table. Yeah, the fry guy. The fry guy. Oh my gosh, iconic. How... How was the um, reception to your your huge reality TV debut? You know, just a lot of fans flocking my way. Uh, I haven't been able to go out without signing a bunch of autographs. They're like, you're the fry guy? You're the fry guy on Eddie Estrada's Revenge Body episode? I'm like, I know, I know. I know. So I've been, you know, signing a lot of autographs, uh, messaging yeah. people back uh, via DMs. It's been a busy yeah. week, Rye. It's been a really bu- busy week. Five Guys Burgers and Fries has been reaching out for um, sponsorship ads. So it's been really crazy for both of us. It's, um, we still remember you guys, the little people who listen to our podcast. Um, don't worry. We still we still kind of remember to do this <laughs> through all the craziness. No matter how many times I order fries on E! or how many times Rye performs on the stages of Chicago, we will always remember the little people. The little people were in your ears. Okay, um, so <laughs> this week we're kind of switching it up a little bit. And we're going to do um, a current celebrity podcast like we usually do, current celebrity scandals. But instead of scandals, we're going to just kind of focus on just current celebrity news in general. doesn't necessarily have to be scandalous. Some of it is still scandalous. But we kind of miss talking about, like, just the fun celebrity stories that maybe aren't, like, drama, that are just, like, fun tidbits. Like, we have a couple, um, like, one of the ones today, I'm like, I didn't even know these people knew each other, and they have, like, a whole fucking connection. Um, and just, like, fun, like, fun, silly stories that we can kind of just, like, gab about. I love a good gab. I love a good gab. I love a good bit. We had a whole conversation this week about how much we love good bits. But Rai, see, I, I think celebrity news and celebrity culture is still in the spirit of this podcast because a lot of elements of Holly Shook is exploring the world of celebrity. And you can't ignore the, the daily happenings of the celebrity, even if it's not like super salacious. Like you said, a couple of these stories aren't that scandalous, but they, they are fascinating in some way. Yeah, no, definitely interesting, um, but maybe just not, maybe not like um, traumatic or life-altering, let's call it that. But still, you know, earth-shattering news. 
Still Shattering is still changing the course of my entire life and will stay with me for years to come. Um, speaking of which, <laughs> there's no transition. Um, this first you, story is really like globally impactful. This first story is actually crazy when I read this and I'm like so stressed. Um, I feel like you need to, you need to get into this, but just so everyone knows I'm stressed. If you follow these people, this would actually have you shook. So, y'all may know about a little show called Vanderpump Rules, which used to be a cult favorite. Now it's become kind of a mainstream reality TV show. It's very popular now. Yeah. Two of the stars, two of the OGs, if you will, Tom Schwartz and Katie Maloney, famously got married in season five. It was a whole event. It was a huge deal. It was the narrative of that season. And news broke that they aren't actually married. They never got a marriage license. They never signed the paperwork. So it was really just a super expensive party that had the trappings of a wedding. They wore wedding garments, like a wedding dress, and they did wedding-y things, but it wasn't really a wedding. So now... They're getting officially married in Vegas, of all places. I mean, I know it's, like, the place to get married, but it's, like, not quite the place to, like, get married after you already spent, like, 50 to 60-plus thousand dollars on a wedding. Um, But they're getting their marriage license in Nevada. They flew out all their co-stars to Vegas, and they're getting married officially this time. And this actually all came about because of Lance Bass, of all people. Gotta love him. He's been dropping a lot of news this week, by the way. On our Patreon, we had a whole Lance Bass story. Whole Lance Bass story on Patreon. So, Lance Bass actually outed them in an interview, telling the world that, oh yeah, they're not really married. So, that kind of, you know, that kind of forced the issue. And it's like, oh, okay, we gotta get married. And it kind of gives us a season eight storyline. Right, what was your initial reaction to this? I'm confused. Um... Because, like, I don't know, don't you have to do, like, taxes and stuff when you're married? But they just weren't married. That's the thing. You but see? Like, they just weren't married. So they were they were proceeding as they were before. Okay. So did they not get married officially on purpose then? We don't know. We just... may find out in season eight. We're, we're going to have to find out because I'm, like, if they were doing this on purpose, like, where they were, like, okay, well, we never, like, officially want to get married. I can respect that if they, like, were doing it for, like, specific reasons. Um, But what reasons, like, would you have to just, like, kick the can down the road for three years? I just, like, I, I, like, I know people who, like, want to spend the rest of their lives with someone, but, like, they don't want to do it. Like, they don't want to do, like, the whole official government-approved, like, law, like, marriage, you know? But they are doing that. They're doing it now. Right. So what changed other than Lance Bass exposing them? The world knowing. Like, maybe they just, like, maybe they didn't want, maybe their their close friends knew that this wasn't real, but they didn't want, like, the world knowing that part of their relationship, their personal life. And now they're like, well, fuck, everyone knows. Now we have to fix that. Well, but if you have conviction about, like, not wanting it to be official, you know, under the law and not wanting to file government paperwork about it, then, like, don't allow external pressure to change your conviction. So clearly, to me, it wasn't about conviction. I don't know what it was about, 
we could speculate, I guess, for hours, but this is I don't know what it is. Too funny. Or maybe they I don't know. I don't know. We could speculate for hours, but it's I saw, so silly. It's so silly. I saw comments that people were like, Wow, they're really desperate for storylines on this show. <laughs> so maybe it's just a storyline. But like, I'm down if it brings them all to Vegas. So we have the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Butter Pop Network. You know, Holly Shook is also on the Butter Pop Network. And hot, the Hot and Bravo Instagram account posted about this. And the comments are vicious. Like, everybody is laying into them. Nobody's happy about this. I don't know if they thought ahead of time on this and, like, projected this to be a great storyline. You know, like like maybe we're suggesting here, like, okay, let's have the party now. And then in a couple of years, this would kind of be a funny anecdote or whatever. And then it gives us a storyline in a few years where we have to get married again. Um, but it's not resonating with the fans at all. People are pissed. They're like, oh, the show is fake. That whole thing was a ruse. Like you guys just wanted to like have a TV wedding, but never actually like follow through on it. And it's like, I kind of get that in a way because you could have just been like, transparent about and said like yeah we're throwing a big party we want it to look like a wedding and have the wedding feel but we're not really getting married which is fine by the way like people could should should celebrate their love even if you you know don't want to get married you just want to be lifelong partners you know what i'm saying yeah and like i don't know but also like even if they were gonna even if they were to say that during season five when they got married people would still be mad and the thing about a reality tv show is people are gonna be mad no matter what the fuck happens Especially with Katie, like people are so hateful of like everything she does. There's literally 98 comments on this Instagram post and they're all vicious. This is Tom's chance to get out of here. Hell no. I still can't (laughs) believe this show is on TV. Run, Tom, run. Um, Um, What? What the actual fuck? I'm confused. I get that. I'm confused too. But like also, look, it's great marketing. Like they know what they're doing. They're, they're, They're teasing us so that we have something to look forward to also this season that they're filming now famously will feature britney and Jax's wedding so i could see there being some drama with britney and Jax being like oh you're gonna take away the you're gonna take away the attention from our wedding or something like that competing weddings dual weddings katie was the original marriage well i guess sheena got married before katie (laughs) That's how little people give a shit about Sheena is that like the very same episode that Katie and Tom got married in, Sheena and Shay got divorced in. It was the same episode. Are you serious? There was a three month time jump at the end of that episode. So they have the wedding, everyone celebrates, and Uh then it says three months later and Sheena tells Shay that she wants to divorce him on camera, totally blindsides him. In fact, she told him that they were going to film a reconciliation scene. Boom. That was the sketchiest thing I've ever seen on reality television. It was so fucked up. It was so fucked up. I'm like, you know, you psychopath. Um, well, either way, I'm a huge Vanderpump Rules fan. I'm excited to watch. I feel like I'm not going to get answers until I watch the show, which is what they want us to do, basically. This is all just teasing the show. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. They are all psychotic, so I'm down for this. And I... I'm down for any excuse to go to Vegas with them. And by go with them, I mean watch them go to Vegas. Um, Speaking of other weird reality star connections, I always wonder how celebrities know each other. And, like, I guess 
I get that like celebrities are just like always at the same events, I guess. But it just sometimes seems so random. Um, so Anthony Porowski of Queer Eye fame, obviously, um, was seen hanging out with Justin Thoreau at his new bar, Ray's, last weekend. And Justin Thoreau had, like, a random friendship with Jonathan Van Ness, JVN, because um, I guess Justin just, like, was a fan and, like, reached out to them and they became friends. He's, like, a Queer Eye super fan, apparently. He's a super fan, which, like, didn't know that existed. Um, let's be honest, Queer Eye is not that good anymore. I couldn't even get through last season. It had two great seasons and then it's kind of fallen off. I just feel like they're too famous now and like they're the like authenticity isn't there anymore. Yeah, they're playing to the the caricature of them instead of just being themselves. Yeah, which is what like was so good about it in the season one and two. It was like this is just them. Like they have no like pretenses. Um which is fine. I'm like, whatever, I still like them all, but I'm just like I can't really watch the show. I would like to see the queer I cast now as like other things. Yeah, you know. branch off. I feel like it's almost run its course. I bet we get like two more seasons, but yeah. They also release them so fast. Like I feel like this they just released season four. Yep. That's like four seasons in two years. Like less than two years. Oh yeah. It launched early twenty eighteen. And it's like <laughs> I now feel like that's like ten years ago, but at the same time it's less than two years ago. It's like eighteen months ago. It's like oversaturation. Anyway, so um Justin Thoreau, in his attempt to befriend the entire Queer High cast, um, is now hanging out with Anthony at his own bar. And this is my favorite. This is, this is what got me with this story. And a spy, someone who was spying on this situation, said that Anthony walked in and they bro-hugged. That's the exact quote from page six. Anthony walked in and they bro-hugged, said a spy. Okay, you know how on Patreon we had our whole discussion about, like, insiders versus sources? We didn't talk about the spy element. So you know how, like, we trust insiders more than we trust sources? It always seems like they have a little more, like, legit information. Yeah. What do you think about the spy? The spy, I don't trust at all um, because... The thing is with a spy is the spy is probably just like someone who was there. So in our page six informant power rankings, who is one? Insiders. Two? Spies. Honestly, I'm putting the spies before sources. So sources is your like least trustworthy informant. Sources to me is like someone who like was in the general vicinity and then, like, heard about it through uh, someone else's details, and then is, like, desperate for attention, so they, like, will make, like, will, like, create a story to tell, like, a fucking TMZ reporter when they pass by. So it's, it's like, hearsay combined with, like, six degrees of bacon. Yes, absolutely. Um, Like, wanting to be involved is a source. A source wants to be involved. A spy, I feel, is like, okay, well, I'm already here, and I see something happening. I'm going to, like, pay attention. Like, I'm having a drink at Justin Thoreau's bar. I happen to know a copywriter at page six. I'm or gonna f- the social media intern. And it's like, oh, shit, okay, I'm going to text my buddy, 
give them the scoop. They're going to give it to whoever needs to get it at page six, and the story comes out. I'm the spy. And the only information they got was that they bro-hugged. Nothing else. So thank God for the spy, because without that crucial information, I don't know what we would do. How we'd get through this week. I don't know how. Well, I mean, this this changes the dynamics of global politics here. The international implications that this has. Um, the power is, that that has. That power that that has. Um, I mean, a bro hug, a bro hug. I can't. Well, you and famously like, cannot execute a bro hug. I famously don't know how to do a bro hug still. So the fact that Anthony, who is a gay man knows how to do a bro hug i mean the power that that has the influence that that has the social implications that that has is insane is this like a like breaking boundaries moment i just feel like the stereotypes any stereotype of a gay man is now proven false and there is no more homophobia in the world because of anthony bro hugging he ended homophobia Oh my gosh, this is like uh, how Shania Twain ended capitalism and poverty. She did, and um, also Paris Hilton ended poverty as well when she wore the shirt that said, Stop Being Poor. I love it when these huge, catastrophic issues of the world uh, get eliminated by uh, celebrity action. You know, just, just celebs, take action. You can end poverty, you can end capitalism, or even homophobia as Anthony has done. They're using their platform for good, is what I'm saying. Um, also, I famously still think Anthony is hot. Um, I went through a phase where I was like over him, but then now I'm back into him. Um, what changed? Um, I think I stopped caring for a little bit and I was like, whatever. And then like a new shirtless picture popped up on my feed this week and I was like, oh, I'm back. I'm fully back. And now I'm imagining him and Justin Thoreau, um, who is also hot, bro-hugging. And I'm like having, I'm going through a lot right now. Are they bro-hugging shirtless? In my head, he, there's no shirts allowed at his bar. So, yes. It's an NSA bar. What's that? A no shirts allowed bar? Right. Oh. Keep up. Keep up. Please. I thought said MSA. And I was like trying to connect the dots. No, it's M. Um, it's always been N. Speaking of <laughs> hot. <laughs> and like, I don't care. Y'all can like fucking say I'm weird and creepy. But Sean Mendez is like the hottest fucking thing in the world right now to me. This isn't weird though, right? This isn't a weird take. I feel like this is a very common uh, take on Twitter that like Sean Mendez is a sex symbol. He is so fucking sexy and hot. And like, He's only 20 years old, though. That's, like, not to be, like, he's only 20 years old and, like, an old hag. But, like, that's so young. Like, that's, like, literally, like, I'm thinking about, like... You're verging on Leonardo DiCaprio territory is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit Leo right now. A little bit Leo. <laughs> Are you actually a Leo? Oh, no. <laughs> How dare you? Is it bad to be a Leo? I don't know. I don't know. I have. I don't know anything about astrology. Okay, yeah, I, me neither. I have no idea. What are you? I'm famously an Aquarius, and apparently, a lot of my personality trait is very Aquarius. Although I don't know what that means. Also, you're like famously a lot of things today. I'm just famous. Um, hello. I did a sold out show at Second City. Sixty whole people were there. Um, 
So Sean Mendez, okay. No, I need to talk about the story. Can you okay. even tell this story? I, I feel like there's you're sweating. You're full blown sweating right now. I am sweating. Well, I have to turn the air conditioning off when we record. First off, true. And secondly, it's just you chose the stories. I didn't ask you to put hot Anthony, hot shirtless Anthony hugging hot shirtless Justin Thoreau before a, a story about Sean Mendez's bicep. Well, you know I pander to your taste, right? Ugh. He's just like so tall and like he works out and then was like, oh my God. He's just really tall. Okay. So he looks older than 20. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm getting so defensive. Everyone's like, we didn't say anything. Yeah. Like, no, there's nobody here. This is literally the meme. No one. And then it's like Ryan, like defending his <laughs> like obsession with Sean Mendes. Okay, I'm going to tweet that after this, because that's <laughs> literally so true. No one, and then me. Okay, but he looks older than 20. <laughs> Everyone's like, Jesus Christ. It's also, like, fully legal. <laughs> like, it's fully legal. You're not, like, 48 like Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't even know how old Leo is. Is he Is he 48? Oh. Leo doesn't age. True. You're also, like, you're, you're like, I don't give a fuck. Like, Leo's hot. Shawn Mendes is hot. Anthony, who is older than you, is hot. Justin Thoreau, also hot. They're all shirtless at the NSA bar. Oh, my God. Stop. We need to pause. I'm literally like not allowing you to do this podcast because <laughs> everything we're saying is just getting you hot and bothered to the point which you cannot speak. Hot and bravoed. Just kidding. Hey. Um, okay, so back to the story, if we can call it that. Um, Sean Mendez got a new tattoo on his bicep. Everyone's like, seriously, that's the story after all of this. Um but <laughs> well, bicep is the key word in terms of like why yeah. you are sweaty and bothered. Mm. And he never wears like sleeves, and I'm just like, yes. Okay, so um, he. But there's I a just, reason why we're talking about this. This isn't just like getting a tattoo. Yeah, no, the story behind it is actually really cute. So um, he found or someone named Kayla on Twitter posted a photo, um, an edited photo of Sean Mendez. And there was like, um, she like had added a um, butterfly tattoo on his bicep, like in the picture. Cause that's like a thing, which is kind of weird, but people will often like edit um, like tattoos onto their favorite like celebrities. I mean, people will edit anything onto their favorite celebrities. One of my favorite versions of that is actually uh, the edits of like, the different Marvel actors with acrylic nails. So it's like Robert Downey Jr. with acrylic nails. and The one of Chris Evans is hilarious. <laughs> um, so she, she posted this picture, and then I guess that um, it was um, inspired by a Chilean tattoo artist. Um, and it went viral. Shawn Mendes actually saw the tweet and reached out to Kayla saying, wait, this is awesome. Can you DM the drawing? Um, which, like, if Sean Mendes tweeted me at me, I would end my life. That's as good as it would get. Um, so Kayla, also, like, shady bitch, but also same. She shared all of their DMs on Twitter, um, which I, like, get. I feel like people often share their DMs with celebrities, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I'd keep it private or not. I feel like if I you're feel- a celeb, though, you can't expect any level of privacy when it comes to, like, social interactions with fans. So if you're yeah. a celeb, PSA. We we haven't done a PSA in a while, right? PSA, PSA to celebs. We know a lot of celebrities listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. PSA. 
uh, don't say anything incriminating via DMs with fans. Fans will likely post it. Yeah. You're welcome, celebs who are listening. Now you're not going to do this. I love how Page Six like is interviewing her. Page Six interviewed the girl. <laughs> um, and she just found the design on Pinterest. And then she thought it would look good on him, which like everything looks good on him. And um, yeah, she's like, I don't know how he saw it. But um, when he DM'd me, I was literally at the car wash. It was pretty insane. I was like, okay, no one asked. Um, I love that fucking detail. It's so dumb. Like, would it, like, is it the car wash that makes it insane or is it the DM? I can't really tell from that sentence. Right. Is it like, was she in her car in the car wash? And so all of the soap and like things were happening at the time when she got the DM. Like that would have been a sensory overload. Right. It was just like a flurry of things happening. It's like the soap, the the suds, those like those like long hitty things is what I call them. Hitty things hit hitting your car and they're swirling in a clockwise, then counterclockwise motion. And then Sean mm-hmm. Mendes DMs you? I would I would say that's pretty insane. Or is she referring to the mundanity of the moment? versus the extreme, you know, elation and the high you would get from a DM from Sean Mendes. Like, she could have been at the grocery store. It would have been just as nuts. Whereas maybe if she was hanging out with, let's say, Anthony and Justin Theroux, it wouldn't have been as insane because it's like, well, I'm already hanging out with Anthony and Justin Theroux, so who cares about a DM from Sean Mendes? Exactly, yeah. Um, I would say I'm surprised she wasn't with Anthony and Justin Theroux at this moment. Um so she probably was like, what the heck's going on? Um, she's probably like, I have to hang out with Anthony later, but I'm getting a DM from Shawn Mendes now. <laughs> While I'm at the car wash of all places? Doesn't Shawn know? Um, so then I guess Shawn Mendes was like, I'm going to get this now. <laughs> well, that's the crazy part of the story is that he ends yeah. up getting the tattoo inspired by fan art. Yeah. Which, like, I guess that makes sense, right? Does it? He, I mean, look, how many times have you wanted to get a tattoo, dye your hair, cut your hair, do other things to your body, and you wish someone, you wish it, you could just, like, edit it on and be like, does that look good or not? I've you actually know? never had that thought, but it kind of makes sense, at least from the cutting hair standpoint, if I wanted to try a new hairstyle to see it sort of like photoshopped and i could say that's how i want it to look I've, i i'm thinking more yeah like hairstyle but like tattoos as well i have like people i know people who like draw a tattoo like use a sharpie to draw a tattoo on them for like a month to see if they like it but that's bad and you get ink poisoning in your blood um see i'm just not a tattoo guy no same i mean i've would be a, look like a fucking idiot if I had a tattoo. Um, but We're like, just with like ha- tattoo people, like we couldn't pull it off. You need to be like a special person to pull off a tat. Can you imagine me with a bicep tattoo? First off, what bicep? <laughs> um, secondly, like no. Um, I always have the dumbest ideas for tattoos. Also, it's always when I'm like on a trip, I'm like traveling, and I'm like I'm inspired. <laughs> And like, fuck me. And then like, I get home from the trip. I'm like, if that was on my body for the rest of my life, I would get. A skin graft. <laughs> Thank goodness you're not impulsive. I'm not. Well, I can't be, but with that, I have commitment commitment issues in general. So with the tattoo, it's like so overwhelming. I'm like, that's the rest of my life. <laughs> Although 
speaking of Vanderpump Rules, I Tom Sandoval say. got the butt tattoo, which he has gotten lasered off. Actually, the place that he got his butt tattoo lasered off was right next to uh, my old apartment. Oh my God. You may have seen his butt getting lasered. I did. I did. Jealous. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. He got the tattoo because he saw it on a picture and was like, that looks good. And then um, it's like a picture of a butterfly blooming into flowers, which I'm like, okay. Um, Very environmental of him. Yeah, let's call it that. And um, he ended climate disasters. He ended the butterfly epidemic. Um, yes. Which is the thing I just created. Yes. This, is, this podcast butterfly. is all about people ending significant global issues. Yes. Anti with homophobia, Sean Mendez with butterfly deaths. So yeah, I can't wait. I, I don't know how I have not seen this picture um, yet, considering I literally stalk Sean Mendez's Instagram and I'm not being dramatic like twice a day. <laughs> like I go to his Instagram when I'm bored and I'm just like, hmm. It's like so embarrassing. People will be like, are you looking at Sean Mendez's Instagram? I'm like, fuck off. Don't look at my fucking phone. Like creepy. And that's right before you then peruse Anthony's Instagram. Yeah, his is less, very less common. Honestly, the one person I always go back to is fucking Shawn Mendes. Like, it's so sad. I need to get a life. How often does he post? Like, is there new content or you're just revisiting old shirtless content? Um, It's a lot of revisiting, but he also does post pretty, like, often. Um, enough where it's not like I'm bored, you know? Like, I can go back and, oh, I'm looking right now. I see it. I see the picture. Okay, yep. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's really random. It's really random. But it's, like, nice, I guess. I'm sure he won't regret it. He won't regret it. I mean, it it looks good. It looks good. Good for him. Good for him. And Kayla. And for Kayla on Twitter. Good job, Kayla. Kayla Kayla instigated a body mod of Shawn Mendes. That's pretty fucking cool. It is pretty cool. I wish I could modify his body anyway i gotta go um (laughs) you're like i wish i could put that on my resume speaking of resumes (laughs) let's go to our final story here because faye dunaway is not going to be able to put t at five the broadway bound show on her resume this is our scandal scale segment we introduced the celebrity stories rundown segment today let's go back to a classic segment here scandal scale this is where we rate a scandal between Shaken and Shooketh. Shaken being the least shook you can be. Shook is in the middle. And that's when you're like properly shook, obviously. Look at the name. But Shooketh, wow. we're taken to another level with the scandal. And this is frankly our celebrity scandal of the week. It's huge. It was the biggest news this week since July 24th when the news broke that Faye Dunaway has been fired from TF5 for creating a quote-unquote hostile and dangerous environment backstage that left production members fearing for their safety. What the heck? This is actually from several sources. We just talked about the spy. This is from several sources, but this does appear to be legit. Several sources gave this story to the Post. Rye, have you already heard about this story and what was your reaction? I have not heard about it until right now, actually. And you know um, who Faye Dunaway is, right? 
I'm not Googling her right now. Absolutely not. No, I definitely know who she is. Um, I'm hugely a fan of all of her movies that I know the names of. Every last one. Well, if our listeners don't know, Faye Dunaway famously starred in Bonnie and Clyde alongside Warren Beatty. Duh. And, Rye, you definitely know her from the La La Land scandal at the Oscars. Oh my God, she's that girl. Because Uh. Faye Dunaway presented Best Picture alongside Warren Beatty. It was the anniversary of Bonnie and Clyde. And, of course, they announced La La Land when Moonlight was the real winner. Yes, one of my favorite moments in recent television. Yeah, Faye Dunaway is a legend, but she also has like a legendary temper, apparently. ruh So this play is apparently depicting Catherine Hepburn. According to this article, right, she channeled Joan Crawford, who she also famously depicted in Mommy Dearest. I'm sure you've heard of that movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, with the coat hangers. No more wire hangers. No mm-hmm. wire hangers. Classic performance. Yeah. So apparently, the July 10th performance of this show was canceled moments before it was about to happen because Faye Dunaway had a huge fit. She was throwing things at crew members, and she apparently got so pissed that they canceled the show that she started verbally abusing the entire crew. The producers said that they had to terminate their relationship with Faye Dunaway. And the play would be going to London in the spring and recast with another actress. This Any insiders or spies or just sources? It looks like just sources, Rye, but I think in this case, they're legit sources. I feel like the producers actually leaked this story. Yeah. I feel like they uh, this all checks out in the end. <laughs> like they gave their legit statement and they're, then they're also like, okay, this is what happened backstage. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Um, I love I love live theater, and um, this is a very this is so live theater. I feel like there's like it's like the classic tale of just like the diva backstage. Were you the Who, diva backstage at your theater production? Maybe so. Um, no, I was like so fucking high strung and annoying. Um, AKA diva. But I was like a good diva. Like I was like just making sure everything was in place. Um, but I love, like, uh, I don't know. I just, like, totally imagine her, like, in her private dressing room, like, getting mad about, like, something fucking stupid. Yeah, and there's a lot of crazy details in this story, but what made this even more significant was the fact that this was actually her return to Broadway after 37 years. So this was highly anticipated. Mm-hmm. Because you're getting the great Faye Dunaway back on Broadway after four decades, right? And people even said, sources said that she seemed committed to the role, but early on, her behavior was just off. Apparently, someone gave her a salad and she just like threw it on the floor. She said that the salad would be better off on the floor than in her hand, which is kind of a bizarre story, but... It turns out that she was extremely frail and thin, which actually caused the producers to be super concerned about her condition. And they actually uh, reached out to the Actors Equity Association to see if it was ethical to actually like put her in front of an audience and have her 
perform. Yeah. Because she was like losing a ton of weight. Um, okay. And then there's there was even more like she was late for rehearsals. She refused to allow anyone to look at her, which is like a common diva trope. Like everyone don't you can't look at Faye Dunaway. This was actually reported about Leonardo DiCaprio on the set of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Nobody was allowed to look at Leo in the eyes. Oh God, I hate that. <laughs> I don't get that. Like, you know, like I don't get that. Well, some people are just so high on their horse that they think that other people just frankly aren't as good as them. It's like you, you aren't worthy of looking me in the eye. It's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It's honestly like really pretentious and she's no princess Markle. Let's put it that way. (laughs) They're not humble and down to earth. Like the Markles. (laughs) She also apparently couldn't learn the lines. They had to actually give her an earpiece. Oh my God. And she was being fed both the lines and the blocking through the earpiece. How does that even work? Uh, I don't know, but that's what uh, they were doing. Is that is that a thing? Have you heard of that? No, because uh, I know you're you're more in the theater world than me, obviously. As a as an avid theater actor, no, because I feel like the whole thing with live theater is you have to like do it live. Like I don't know. I feel like it'd be hard to have someone like talking to you through through the mic or through the headphones and then having to like react naturally to like what other people are saying and doing. I feel like it's like a legend exception. It's like, oh, we're getting Faye Dunaway for this. Like the star of Bonnie and Clyde, star of Mommy Dearest, won an Oscar for network. Like whatever she needs, we're gonna we're gonna give her. Yeah, and like I get that it's like just the novelty of getting her on stage again is like good, but like I don't know. I wouldn't want to watch that. Like, I wouldn't want to watch her listening to someone in an earpiece. That just seems redundant, I feel. Well, I uh, you wouldn't want to, and uh, you're not going to have to because, yeah, she was fired. One source actually said, uh, quote, 98% of the play came through the earpiece. <laughs> That's a lot. I wonder what the 2% was that she didn't need the earpiece for. It's like, I got this. Like, I got this I, 2%. This shit, I got. And I can see it also being like, three random lines like in the middle of the show too like she needs the whole first act and then like a third of the second act but she's got that one scene in act two she can do that one don't worry and then like but keep finish finish it up for me too keep give me the finale she really has like one tenth of one scene because we're talking like two percent here right she's got like none of this down um she has a line and an and an entrance she also insisted that no one wear white to rehearsals because it quote unquote distracts her. Now this is apparently a thing with Faye Dunaway. This is like a well-known fear that she has, or I guess like idiosyncrasy that she has. She hates white. This dates back to the eighties. Apparently like she wouldn't go into a white limo because she hates white. That's so weird. It's also the least distracting color. I feel it's just like, plain. It, like, like bright red, maybe, or pink, or like neon orange. Like, that'd be distracting. But white, it's just like, eh. Faye's like, neon is very soothing. <laughs> Everyone must wear highlighter yellow shirts. That's the only thing they can wear. <laughs> um, but apparently she threw multiple fits. It wasn't just the few that I've already described. There was even one where she demanded that staffers 
get down on their hands and knees and scrub the floor of her dressing room. She also allegedly threw mirrors, combs, and boxes of hairpins at her staff. And she was like pulling out the hairs of her wig because she was angry that she wasn't playing a younger version of Katherine Hepburn. LOL. So she's delusional. There's there's a lot going on here. Um, and now she's fired. So, Rye, where does this story fall on the scandal scale for you? I want to say I am shook because it's pretty drastic diva behavior that I feel like we don't hear as like much about anymore in this day and age because social media exists. I feel like a lot of actors, there still can be divas and shit, but like, I think they're also aware that like anything can be, can be like being recorded or like, Rumors can circulate online a lot easier. So people are like maybe more aware or maybe they're just like better at hiding it. But you don't hear about the you don't hear these types of stories that much anymore. As if I like am used to hearing them from like the nineteen eighties. But like you know what I mean? No, I think you've touched on something. The extinction of the diva. That could be something <laughs> we explore. Seriously, because I you- love that. That's like that should be the name of a movie or something. Or like a podcast series. Or a podcast series. That I think that's something you should track or like start to look into because you are so right. The diva persona seems to have kind of dwindled away. You don't hear about it nearly as much. All you hear about nowadays with this younger generation of actors and pop stars is that they're so kind, they're so compassionate, they're so easy to work with, they're so hardworking, and, and they're down to earth, and they like take care of the staff really well. Um, and like you hear a lot of those stories even like about Beyonce, who's like one of the biggest superstars in the world, like how she's like she could be very demanding of her crew. Yeah. But she takes care of them really well. And she's very accessible. Another person I think of when I think Diva currently is like Mariah Carey. But like She's not throwing things at people and, like, not saying don't look me in the eyes. She's just, like, she's just a diva. Like, she just makes little comments. Like, she can be very, like, full of herself, but she's not, like, throwing tantrums, I feel. There's two types of, like, divas. Like, she's not, like, harming people. She can just kind of be a bitch, but that's just who Mariah Carey is, and we, like, respect her for it. Like, she's deserved of being, like, a sassy little bitch. But she's not like, yeah, like not doing shit that's going to have to have a performance canceled and get fired from her like job. Yeah, she gets the diva moniker more so for her supreme confidence and more of her actions in the early 2000s, which we actually covered on Holly Show. Yeah. It was more like that era where she kind of had a meltdown that has led to her being dubbed as a diva. But again, like I would kind of put her in the previous generation of pop star. A prior diva almost. Yeah. But in Faye Dunaway's generation, even in a couple generations after that, I feel like there was a lot more pampering of the star. And there still really is a lot of pampering of the star. But I do feel like there is a greater sense of awareness by stars and superstars of the like really privileged position that they're in, the, the great roots of their success. 
and they're more a little more appreciative of it and not like as exploitative of it. Yeah, I, that's what it appears to be. Maybe this is like all anecdotal and not based on any hard facts. I mean, that's literally what it is, honestly. But I feel like the young stars are changing the culture a little bit. You're onto yeah. something, Rai. The the extinct the extinction of the diva. I think it's a thing. The extinction of the diva is my new favorite phrase. <laughs> so I'm gonna go shooketh because the details of this story are just so wild. I mean, like you said, you don't really hear stories of this kind of diva behavior anymore. Yeah. And this isn't just like they were uh, extremely specific about their Starbucks orders. Right. It's throwing mirrors. (laughs) It's verbally abusing staff. It's canceled performances. It is a lot of shit. It's like kind of overwhelming, like how difficult she appeared to be on set and how hard it must have been to work with her. And on top of all that, two hours late to rehearsals, yeah. according to sources, uh, didn't know 98% of the play. Like the one thing I know, and I'm not, I'm not in theater, I've only done one play in my whole life, but remember I was the star, I was Johnny Appleseed and Johnny, Johnny Appleseed. Appleseed. We get it, yeah, we know. Let it go, let it go. <laughs> but like, I do know that it's not like a movie. You got to actually memorize your lines. So to yeah. not know 98% of the play and not even know the blocking, like you got to know where to stand at least. Yeah. That's crazy. It's just, it's a lot of stuff. And, and then there's this, there are these like little tidbits about her weight, which makes me worry about her. Like, I, I hope she's healthy physically. Like, why is she starving I mean, herself and throwing salads on the floor? Like, I really hope that someone could get to her on that front too. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I respect the fact that they canceled the performance and fired her because I feel like hopefully that's a wake-up call where she has to, like, realize she can't act like that. And I feel like sometimes people do get this behavior and, like, they can act because they're so famous or whatever um, that they can get away with this and still get to do the job. So I feel like it is also a little bit, like, setting a precedent of, like, you're not always going to be able to just like act how you want because it's affecting other people's jobs. Like, yeah, you're the star of the show, but there's so many people that work on the show or the movie or the TV show or whatever. Like if you're going to act this way, it's affecting other people's like livelihoods and that's like not okay. And like, obviously Faye Dunaway is the star and she is the draw. Like I'm sure that marketing campaign would have like beat that drum. Faye Dunaway yeah. returns to Broadway after 37 years. So she's obviously the draw. She's going to be the moneymaker. But don't treat other people as if they're subhuman. Like, yeah. It's pretty simple. Have some respect. Don't throw shit at people. PSA. Don't throw shit at people. So we have two PSAs this pod. PSA, celebs, be careful what you say in your DMs. And two, PSA, don't throw shit at people. Celebs and non-celebs can take that PSA. Yes, that's for both. That's for both types of people, celebs and non-celebs. Only two types of people. We live in a binary world of there's celebs and non-celebs. Yeah. So that's a universal PSA. And weirdly enough, after this week, Armin and I are somewhere in between. <laughs> I'm the fried guy. You're the Chicago stage guy. Fried guy and stage guy. Where are we? Next week, maybe we'll be in the celebs. <laughs> we'll have to watch our DMs. <laughs> so, right, I think we covered it all. think we got it in the books, honey. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. We uh, do this on a, a weekly to bi-weekly basis on Patreon. We actually have an ep- a bonus episode coming out this week on Patreon where we cover more current 
celebrity news. So if you want to support us and get all those extra exclusive podcasts, you can do so at patreon.com backslash Holly Shook for only $2 a month. Um, but otherwise, like keep on listening. We really appreciate your, your support on here. And uh, Rye, this was a lot of fun as usual. So much fun. I can't wait to do it again. Thanks for listening, y'all.